0: This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. Tiny homes can be a great option for the minimalist lifestyle and affordability, but don't let the cost of insurance take you by surprise. A new study shows a huge difference in the cost of tiny home insurance depending on where you live and the risks associated with that location. It's still cheaper overall to insure a tiny home than a larger home, but insurance will take a big bite out of your housing budget if you live in a high-risk area. I'm Kathy Fetke and this is Real Estate News for Investors. Value Penguin did a cost analysis that compared insurance for tiny homes and larger homes across the nation. Tiny homes are generally around 400 square feet in size. Value Penguin compared those to homes with 2,100 square feet. It found that on a national level, the average cost of insurance for a standard-sized home is 106% more expensive than it is for a tiny home. So tiny homeowners are saving money on insurance, but will also be paying more than other tiny homeowners if they live in certain states. The analysis found that the most expensive state for tiny home insurance is Oklahoma, due to the risk of natural disasters like tornadoes and severe storms. If you have a tiny home there, it will cost an average of 242% more, to insure that tiny home than it would on average in the U.S. That said, Value Penguin says it will still be 68% less costly to insure the tiny home than it would be for a larger home in Oklahoma. Tennessee, Kansas, Texas, and Colorado are also among the least affordable states for tiny home insurance. And rounding out the top 10 states for high-cost tiny home insurance are Kentucky, Alabama, South Carolina, and South Dakota. But regular homeowners insurance is also expensive in these areas due to the frequency of those natural disasters. So tiny homeowners may be saving money compared to their big home neighbors, but not compared to tiny homeowners in other low-risk states. Value Penguin suggests one way to reduce the cost is to opt for a percentage-based deductible. Choosing a 2% deductible might cost slightly more if natural disaster strikes, but the premiums will be lower than, say, a $500 deductible. It's worth checking those figures if you're in the market for tiny home insurance, and it appears that a growing number of millennials and baby boomers are doing just that. In a tiny home market update by Porch.com, it says that millennials are drawn to tiny homes because they're less expensive, offer location flexibility for remote work, and are eco-friendly. Baby boomers also see an advantage to the tiny home as they downsize from longtime family homes to something cheaper and easier to maintain zoning laws are also changing in places like California to accommodate the tiny home or what's known as the Accessory Dwelling Unit or ADU. And companies like Boxable are working on the manufacturing of prefab, fully equipped tiny homes that can be easily transported to their destinations and set up within an hour like pop-up greeting cards. We just did a story on Elon Musk downsizing to a Boxable Casita. It's episode number 1091 if you'd like to check it out. The Porch.com analysis also shows where it's the cheapest to buy a tiny home. North Dakota is at the top of that list, where the average tiny home is about $28,000. But if you go by the price per square foot, it's Arkansas at $109 per square foot. North Dakota is fourth on the list for price per square foot at $150. Boxable casitas are just under $50,000. You can check out the data in more depth by following links in the show notes at newsforinvestors.com. And please remember to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. We really appreciate it. You can also join Real Wealth for Free at newsforinvestors.com. And when you're there, you'll get access to over 500 educational webinars that are free, and it's free to join. You can go in depth on topics like 1031 exchanges, how to find a great lender and get a great loan, 20 things you need to know about hiring a property manager, accounting tips, and much, much more. Again, that's at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.